Ooh, I'm tired. I just, uh, it's Bredo Beats. <laughs> it's Bredo Beats. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastards. Alright, we got Brando Beats jumping off the porch with us today. What up with it, bro? What's going on with your game? Name match, man. Normally late coming here and shit. Hey, it's all good. You here now, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, shit be cool. Real spill. It's a pleasure to have you on the porch with us today, shit, man. Shit, it's a pleasure for y'all here and me. Nah, for real. So how does it feel being able to go to different cities just chasing your dream? Man, it feel perfect, like, <clears throat> how can I say it, like, it's like, it's something I always wanted to do as a kid. From time to time, like as a kid, being talked about in school and shit, you know, being slept on so much, everybody playing on your top and everything, trying to bully you, call you this and that, you feel me? It just made me want to work harder, made me grind harder for it. Then, you know, once you end up grinding hard for it, shit, you look at them, look back at the people that used to do the shit to you, you just look at them and laugh sometimes, but at the same time, I'm a humble person. Everybody that met me knowing I'm not a fucked up person, like if I was fucked up in the head, I feel like I would have been dead already, but you know, God stick on my back one minute. So I'ma always be good. Girl, spill. Shit, shit. So what can you tell us about coming up in Louisiana? Let the people know what part you from. Man, I'm from Hammond, Louisiana. My mom, she from Amy, and my dad from Amy, but mostly I was raised in Hammond, Louisiana, Lincoln Park. You know? Shit like that, like coming up. I stayed in Lincoln Park for like almost ten years, then I ended up moving out of the outskirts of Hammond and moving into a trailer out there, you know, in the trailer park shit. And then been living there, then I ended up turning 16, got on my own. Then I ended up starting working with myself and pick up myself and everything. I ain't gonna cap. It was hard trying to do it and everything. It was hard calling Ubers and shit and everything. It was like, damn, I can't get to the studio. Then I need the bread. So at the time, you know, I'm working two jobs. I'm working in the studio at night and I'm working Taco Bell in the evening. So I'm doing a six hour shift with Taco Bell. Mind me, I mean, mind you, I had just dropped out of school because, like, school wasn't really teaching shit. I was getting in trouble so much. I mean, I understand I'm a bad ass little boy, like, but I ain't gonna start no shit. I might just finish it. Or I might just leave it alone and try to go by my day. But I ended up getting, trying, you feel me? Get back in school. Fucked around, they wanted to expel me. They didn't want to let me go to no other school. They wanted me to go to alternative school. So I was 16, it was 2020. Mama said, fuck it. Walked into the council office. And the crazy part about the principal of him and her, not the principal, not Miss Gatehouse, the disciplinarian was my blood cousin. She was like, you feel me? But I ain't gonna get too deep in that because I don't want nobody to feel sorry for me. But um, how can I put it is she, that day, when I dropped out of school, soon off at the door, mama told me straight up, she was like, you on your own. She said, I'm with you 1,000. Follow your dreams. She was like, you either gonna get a job or you either gonna go back to school. So she said, I started selling beats. She said, I mean, I was making it. It might've been sounding ass towards some people and shit, but I started just selling them bitches. 15 a pop, 30 a pop, you know, trying to get shit together and everything. Then for my grandma, my great grandma, as that, you know, her, my mama, Raven, see my dad, he been, you feel me? So, as me helping my grandma through thick and thin from all the way from nine years old all the way up to now, it just made me more stronger than who I am. 
and then it just made myself like more soulful. So basically, as how can I say this shit? How can I say this word? For me, it's making me so fuck. Hold on, get right, you get right. Like for it making me so soulful that it made me like strong, or it made me stronger who I am. I'm a little nervous because you know it's my first time doing this. It's all good, but you know I'm gonna get it right. I mean, y'all probably might cut some of the parts out, but I ain't <laughs> about all that. It's good. Keep it all in. Nah, we gonna keep it raw just for you. Yeah. So, as all right, what I was, I was talking about raising, raised by my mama and grandma, right? So you know, basically my mama was like my daddy in my life. She was tough in my ass, you know. You feel me? She would whoop my ass and everything. Grandma, she too much loved me too much. That was my heart. Still is my heart. She's still alive to this day. And you know, I go see her every day. She laugh. And it was so crazy. She is a dialysis. She hearing folks in dialysis bringing up my name. And when they bring up my producer name, Brando, she look at it like, that ain't Brando, that's Brandon. That's my baby. <laughs> I'll be like, damn, like, remember why you doing that type of stuff. But, you know, then my mom, you know, people will walk up to her and be like, the same people that used to try to play on me so much. They walk up to my mom and be like, oh, Brandon got it, Brandon good, Brandon this, Brandon that. Man, I stay out of the way. <laughs> I don't know if you can understand, if anybody can understand what I'm saying, but I'm speaking in my perspective in a way that how I talk. Cause sometimes, you know, it'd be hard when you never heard. And it'd be people ignoring you so, you know, so much and to the point where, shit, you're gonna scream louder. So, fuck it, but. We can move to the next question. No, oh, that's real. So how would you describe coming up in him, Louisiana? Oh, describe coming up? I mean, I ain't had it all, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I was struggling as a kid, but not like mother, like love-wise, not like even that, but I was struggling like, how can I say, basically like in school. I, I was an ADHD kid. I mean, I couldn't sit still for nothing in the world. Shit, I did crazy shit when I was a kid. But man, I ain't gonna lie, mom took me up real shit. Then she ended up coming my uncle. My uncle Roe Malice. He, you know, you feel me? He rap. He was a big dude. Mm. You know, he might have, like, when I first met my uncle, he was mean. I ain't like him. Then I started getting deep down to understand where he was coming from and how he, you feel me? How his environment is. So I ended up starting hanging around my uncle multiple times, like a lot. Every day, every weekend, I'm at his house. Then I ended up on um, his homeboy who was at me one day. I just got kicked out of school. He was like, um, you coming with me for the weekend, I'm gonna punish you. He ain't even wanna punish me. He just wanted to try me on something, see if I was gonna make myself out of something. So like, went to the studio, he was in the trailer park, I mean, he was in the trailer, it was his homeboy. Uh, I forgot, they were two brothers, they name was Bill and Dylan. That's their names. So Bill was just sitting there, we was just chilling. I was just sitting there, you know, just moving around, playing around with music. I always loved listening to beats and everything, music. So my uncle was in the check in his haircut. My uh, Bill said, uh, he told Dylan, he said, um, man, let me teach a little nigga something. So let me see a laptop. He said, I'm going to teach you something. So he started playing, he showed me FL10. Uh, so he started playing around with it. Then I ended up starting playing around with it, and I liked it, then shit. When I, my mom had got me a phone, man, I had, this is when I first started to know about Wi-Fi. See, when I was raised up, like, between, I say, seven and eight, I didn't know what internet was. Shit, I was outside. <laughs> Playing around, like, like you feel me? 
like a chicken with his head cut off. But um, how can I say shit? For fuck, where I was at? Cause I get out track so fast, I be having so much shit piled up in my head. That talking I about talk how your about. uncle had took you for the weekend. Yeah, so at that happened, I end up like when I got the phone, I end up start downloading Buku B apps. So I'm in that bitch just playing around with B apps. I'm showing my uncle what I could do. He was like, man, you teach my nephew something. I ain't like he good. So my mama, eighth grade year, um, I had did track and field. I was throwing a shot putting discus. Man, my mama ended up buying me a computer. I passed seventh grade. So shit, we were laughing and talking. Mom walked in the house. Boom, here you go. Get what you want, I ain't. Cause think about it, like, my mama, I ain't get a, I'm, I'm gonna say this, I ain't really get a Christmas present like that. My Christmas came around tax season. Like, if anybody can, like, validate anybody or know, like, nigga, like, you'll know when time's rough and shit, your mama trying to help you and shit, and then your mama on your own. Like, she on her own. Mama strong woman. I'm on to this too. But shit, they ain't struggle with me. I mean, they love me to death. They ain't show me no flaw. They ain't hurt my feelings. Only time I probably got hurt when I got my ass whooped. <laughs> but shit, um, it was good, like, living good with your people, but like, out there, without the people, it's like I was getting bullied a lot. It's like everybody was playing on my top a lot of times. It's like everybody was trying to lick me and me. Then, you know, for me being so nice and shit, it just, I let them do that. But cause I know one thing that God got my back and God don't play, you feel me? He don't play about his people. You can play with his people, but he don't play about his people. See, you gotta think about it. What goes around, comes around. But shit, we can move to the next question. That's real. So at what point would you say you started getting consistent with the production? Oh uh, man, when I started getting consistent with my uncle died, he died four days after my birthday. Damn. It's crazy because it was 2020. I'm chilling, laughing and talking, um, just you know, riding around with my homeboys. Shit. And around the time I was, I don't know, I was hanging around a lot of people around the time. I was hanging around like buku people, just out everywhere, including them too. I was hanging around with them too, and shit, you know. But um, about one morning, I think of one night. I was sitting at the swing, just, my mind was just blank for a while. I'm just quiet. Then a tear started falling out of my eye, like, what's wrong with me? So I wiped it off, went home that night, woke up that morning. All I could do, wake up. When I woke up, walked to the front room. My grandma had called me over me up, so I'm helping her get herself right, you know, bathing her and everything. She got a phone call. Now my uncle, he went in the hospital for pneumonia. Come to find out, they had him under sedation so long, he ended up having a heart attack. He lost his kidneys first, then he ended up having a heart attack, he lost his heart. So he ended up gone. Then all at once I heard my mama say on the phone that he dead, and my mind just blank. And all I could do was just walk in the room, my grandma would scream, and the crazy thing is that same scream she did with my baby sister had died. All I could do was wake up that morning when I heard her scream. And then my mom was like, that's the first time I ever seen my mama like actually cry when she lost her child. Then I was an only child too. Like, I was getting everything I want, but I was lonely too. Cause like on my daddy's side, I got brothers and sisters. I mean, I talk to my brothers. I mean, sometimes if I get along with my sister, I talk to her sometimes, you know, but 
it be times like, you feel me, I'm in a box. I lock myself in a box. I like to be by myself. Because being alone is like, it's the best thing in life. I mean, it might not be the best thing in life, because it'll probably make you miserable. But like, with me, it won't. Why would it make me miserable? I mean, shit, I got everything I want and need. Shit, all you need, you feel me? If you're gonna feel miserable, shit, do your habit and lock yourself with that habit. Then that's what I always been doing. So what made me so consistent was when my uncle died, I just ended up going to my room, locked myself in the room for weeks. I ain't even go to work. I locked myself in the room for weeks, just making beats. My grandma called me, I'd come out quiet, do everything she had, walk back in the room, making straight beats. All through the night, through the day, to the time I wasn't sleeping. Then all in one song. I got this uh, text message from a dude, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Hitman? Yeah, Hit. So he had uh, hit both of us up. Around the time, like, he put me and him together. See, we big kind of knew each other because we used to play football together. But. It's crazy because me and him used to go to Hammond High together. And we went to uh, kindergarten together. He probably don't remember. <laughs> Fuck it, though. But um, as um, how what I was saying? Because I'm getting out of track because I'm putting three different things together. Oh, yeah, you were talking about how he had you up. Yeah, so he just hit him up and hit me up. He said, y'all come to the studio. So he said, let's make something for uh, B.W. Yang. So around the time, B.W. Yang had just dropped his first song. His young boy brother, too. He just dropped his first song, go, don't tell me you love me, I got some dead friends. I'm like, you know, that bit hard when he dropped that bit. So, shit. He said, let's make some shit for B-Way. I said, all right. He said, send me some shit for B-Way. I said, all right. So I ended up sending some shit. Now, the crazy part is, it happened that next month right after my uncle died. But my uncle died on April 20th. Then that next month on the 20th, I get a phone call that I play with B-Way. And I'm looking on the phone, like I'm going through, you feel me, snippets. I hear my beat in the back. I'm like, nah. I'm like, nah, this shit pressure. Shit. Then I started taking it serious. I was playing around with it, you know, I was, I, plenty of times I wanted to quit this shit. But, you know, people would tell me that you don't need to do this. Like, bro, this your hustle. Like, get your, you feel me, this your grind. This you, this your habit. Do it. This your mode. So what made me so close? made me more consistent to this was when my uncle died and the next following month I started getting placement with young boy brother. Then we end up locking in then me and him like then we end up locking in more with you know, you feel me with B way. Then shit, we just turned up. All at once I turned up. Like for that short period of time I had dropped out of school when Uncle to die, I didn't end up turning up our beats. Like back it up, like up, laughing. So I'm like, damn, I started seeing people repost my shit. I started seeing people that didn't even like me in school repost my shit. I'm like, you ain't even like me. Why are you reposting me? Because they know you. Right, like, you can say you know me all day. Right. I'm just going to look at you and laugh. Like, right. I'm like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, remember we did this in school? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Laugh off and walk off. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Because at the end of the day, I know what you did. I seen you in my own eyes. Come on now. Straight up, just like that. Yeah, but... After that, when that happened, I turned up. Shit, I ended up starting working with uh, Red on the track. Red, you know, I ain't lying. He brought me out that trailer park. That one thing. Shit, him, I ain't lying. I shot, you know, you feel me? I can't only say Red. Him, 
A dude, a dude named Markel, Marshall, Churn, Taddy. I ain't gonna lie. TJ, too. They all brought me out, him, too. They helped me. I mean, shit, I was down. I mean, it was times that I removed myself from the people that was on a different level from me, even though they were my best friends and they were close. I removed myself from them because I see that they winning. I mean, I know I could be on the winning team, but I'm finna go down to somebody that's on my level and I'm finna work my way up to get myself on the winning team. So, you know, as that happened, you know, time flashed by and shit. Everybody, you know, they doing their own shit. And I just started back, you know, we started back just making beats together. At one point, we fell off. But, you know, we ain't let nobody know that we fell off because it was stupid shit, you know. Me being fucking, you feel me? And I let that shit go though. But then, uh, shit, that made me consistent right there. That's real. That's some real shit. So talk about that YB placement that turned you all the way up for the world to know who your name was. Oh man, that shit crazy. That shit, I don't know, I can't only say I got placement with YB neither. I got placement with Jacquees. That's unreleased. Like, nobody don't know that. I got the songs and everything, but you know, I don't like playing nobody unreleased shit and people be getting, you feel me? But I got two songs with him, unreleased. I got a lot of songs with YB brother. And I got a lot of songs with YB. It's just, I don't know when they gonna drop or not. You know, you feel me? I can't tell a man when to drop his shit and everything, but you know, it made me happen when I first got this YB placement because see me not winning the first placement. It was really sexy me. And the crazy part is, I ain't gonna lie, Chris James and Jason hit me up at the same time, but Chris James been fucking with me. And, you know, Jason, you know, he came along, you know, he got me a couple placements and shit. You know, I thank him for that. And shit, I don't know what happened after that, but me and XO, we close. Yeah, and my right. dog, I ain't gonna lie, like, when I first met dude, he like, Bruno, you still in school? I said, no. I said, bro, I been dropped the fuck out. I was just, what, I was like 18 before I turned 19. Shit, he said, man, come to Atlanta with me. I'm like, bet. And I mean, everybody that I wanted to meet, like, when I was in eighth grade when YB was dropping these songs, like, I think, what year that was when YB dropped Ruler? Ruler 1, because I know I was on 2. But Ruler 1, all them producers that made, that made all them beats in there was in the house. Well, not all of them, but most of them was in the house, and we was all making beats together, having fun. Then shit, I ended up turning up. Then when C Me Now dropped, I was sleep on the couch, like I was in my like, bro, I was bumming bad. Like, bro, I was sleeping from the studio to my mama's couch. Me and, my, me and my mama in a one bedroom apartment, you know. Not forgetting my homeboy that was sleeping on the couch with me. Man, we was, you know, we was thugging off the couch. We ain't had no car. I mean, I had to call Uber, big people for rides sometimes. But you know, make myself work, get out there more. All in one song, I think I just came off a long ass session that night. I was like, man, fuck, I ain't finna stay in the studio tonight. I'm finna go home. I was like, come on, we just finna crash all on the sofa. Mm -hmm. So he got one sofa, got the other. Man, I say, my mama woke up, went to work. Me and him in the house. She, I hear him playing the game. He cut, I hear him cut the game off, dead sleep. The phone don't do not disturb because I don't want to talk to nobody. I'm tired. Like, man, I been work, I work my ass off. She, man, I, about 12 o'clock, I heard Brando get up. I said, huh? I said, what, 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 what? He said, well, young boy on your beat. I said, you lying. Nigga turned the phone around, showed the snippet. Young boy was saying that, uh, see me now. I look, I like, bitch, we up. 
<laughs> I said, bitch, I'm up. I'm up. I'm happy. Because, like, I'm like, nigga, I've been aiming for this shit since I first got in the industry with his brother. But, you know, I can't always aim for the bigger fish. I got to aim for the small fry. I'm not calling his brother a small fry because he, you know, you feel me? He going to end up turning into the bigger fish, too. He going to end up getting bigger and bigger because his voice, like, you know, he good. But shit, I'm talking like that, but, man, when I woke up to that shit, it's like, that shit, it felt like I was in a dream. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, nigga, this nigga can't be on my beat. I already knew he was on sex me, but I'm like, I ain't know why he dropped this shit. I'm thinking he gonna wait till another year to drop this shit. Man, he dropped that shit May 14th. Same day uh, Kylan had to do, uh, I think, Purple Flesh with Rob 49. So, man, I'm like, I woke up to it. Man, the whole studio was packed. Everybody was in there. The whole, the whole studio on. Fuck. <laughs> How can I see it? Everybody in that studio, that studio was packed from, I'm talking about from the whole, in, like the whole booth inside, everybody, it was just everybody. Then that whole hammer in there. Then they had a couple people from New Orleans and shit playing one song. And they kept on, like they kept it on repeat for a long time. Like they kept playing See Me Now. And then like Nine looked at me, he said, Runner, I, I, I kind of figured it was your beat when the piano came in. I started laughing. Then shit, it's like, I like, man, fuck it, I'm up. Like, I'm happy. Now I start getting that. Everybody start hitting me back and forth. Oh, well, let me work with you. Oh, let me do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. Let's do that. Man, I'm like, all right, bet. So I work with a couple people, you know, trying to, you feel me, collaborate around because you can't always make everything by yourself. You know, everything by yourself ain't always going to blow up. You have to sometimes go with uh, somebody, like say for instance, I, I ride by myself to Florida. And I know you probably can stay up through the night if you probably what? You probably on medicine or you probably just, you know your body. But you always gonna need somebody on side you mm-hmm. because you don't know when you gonna fuck up and they might catch it quick. Or you don't know when they gonna fuck up, you might catch it and that type of shit like that. But back to the YB placement, it's like I woke up into a dream. And I was like, man, I'm up. I'm happy. That's too crazy. I was like, man, fuck. I was like, damn. Then it just, after that, I think two days after that, he started dropping snippets back to back. I think I got like four or three snippets with my beats on. Man, I'm looking, I'm like, I'm listening to the beat in the background. I'm like, let me hear this bitch. I go on my computer, play the beat. That's mine. Let me hear this bitch again. That's mine. Nigga said, Brando, this sound like your drums. He said, I know this ain't, he said, I know, I know you played this, this ain't your type of, of flow you playing, but you trying it in a different way. He said, but this your drums. Cause when he heard the drums and I heard it and I played the beat, I'm like, that's me. So man, I started getting played back to back with that nigga, like back to back. Then she turned around. I was just happy, like I was up. It's like, man, see me now, it's like my biggest placement. I feel like it's my biggest placement. Everybody think it's dangerous, love, and sexy because they see John Morant bumping, sexing me on the plane. I mean, that shit was hard. Mm-hmm. But dangerous love, I'm gonna keep the band. I ain't really like that beat. I was just playing around on that beat. 
Never Lie, I feel like that's my favorite beat. See Me Now, Never Lie, and uh, what else? Well, it's another beat I made from this unreleased that I don't know the song name, but I know the beat. And I was like, yeah, that shit hard. That's crazy. But, yeah, man, next question though. Would you say it's hard to make it out of Hemi? Um, how can I say it? It's not really hard to make it out of Hemi. You just gonna need the bread for it. But sometimes it might be hard to get to the bread, but it's, best, it's really not hard to make it out of Hemi. If you do it the smart way, the legal way, or the illegal way. But if you do it the illegal way, you probably gonna nine times out of 10 come back to. If you do it the legal way, you probably ain't gonna look back unless you come back to your family, or family reunions, or your memories and shit. But it, it's kind of like, it's not hard to make it out of Hammond. Right now, with the shit that's happening in Hammond, it's kind of making it hard for people to leave Hammond because, you know, that's their life though. But, you know, Hammond, they trying to turn Hammond into a war zone. You know, police dirty, niggas out there killing their own family and shit, and everything. But, you know, I don't be knowing that, you know. But um, it's easy to make it out of Hammond if you they take your mind and use that motherfucker. What's some changes you'll make in the city? Mm, like what you mean by the changes? What changes you will make in him that you will, when you get to the point where you want to be in life, you're going to come back to him and make this change? I, what I do, I, I help the community, but I don't know if the community want to help themselves on some shit because like, how can I help? You feel me? How can I make a change if some of the people don't want to make a change for themselves? And at the same time, I mean, yeah, I want to build a school for like Louisiana and Hammond. I want to build a school where when you go to school, it's going to be like a high school. But I want to make this school like a college type shit. Like everybody going there, basically learn what they want to do. I mean, I know you're supposed to learn that in college, but high school, that shit, man, whoever needs that shit, they can go, but mm -hmm. the school I want to build, it's like, it's going to be like a music school or school, like, like where you want to do everything. Like basically like, it's going to be like a college, but it's a high school. I'm going to make it legal to the point where you could graduate from this, get a diploma for this, and then when you show people your shit and everything, your talents and everything, shit, you know, let you, you know, let them know that you raw and shit, you know, you feel me, you up. Cause all you gotta do is stay consistent, keep your name out there, promote yourself more. Real shit. And then, after that, the next change I do is kids. Like, I want to put them in a better environment. I mean, shit, some kids like. Him and little motherfuckers be clutching. Right. Mm. <laughs> but little motherfuckers come to the studio this short, got a big ass gun in their hand, big ass pistol in their hand. Coming on in there, I gotta let the mic down for them, and they rapping like a motherfucking grown person, like seeing the really shit that a grown person would say. And I'm looking at these little niggas like, man, what the fuck? Like, my generation went in doing that like that. And it was crazy, cause I'm looking at it like, Damn, these little niggas, yeah, they, they different from my generation. These little motherfuckers, they killing each other. I wasn't raised on, you know, you feel me, picking up a gun. I was raised on fighting. Like, that's like one thing your parents always gonna teach you is about fighting. And you feel me, get that shit back later. But um, the next change is the economy. Like, it need to be better. They need to have more jobs and shit, like for people to work. I know people. Some people don't like working nine to five. Some people might want to do their own shit. Mm -hmm. The economy need to be better. It need to be more jobs. Like it shouldn't have to be. You need a diploma to get this. You need this. You need that. Man, if you know what you really doing with this shit, you probably don't know the business side of it. But if you really know what you do with your talent and shit, 
Man, that man get that job. That man do that. Yeah. I feel like I don't know the business side of making music, but see, I'm learning and I'm still knowing it. But hey, I, I, I got talent. I feel that. But the next change, shit, man, housing, shit, man, housing, shit need to be better. Mm-hmm. And the roads, and then shit, government need to, like, feel me, get better and shit, like, instead of just taking our money and paying stupid shit and everything, they need to put that shit really in back to the city. They building stupid shit like roundabouts and shit, like, we don't need that, man. Like, what the fuck we need a roundabout for? <laughs> like, bro. All we need is a red light. Stop and go. Fuck. He <laughs> mm. nigga stupid. Like we don't need that shit. Like bro, we need something better, nigga. We need, we need. Like you feel me? But and shit, that's it with the changes. Cause I don't. Mm-hmm. Any last words and shoutouts? Um, shout out to everybody that ever supported me. Shout out to Red. Shout out to Pete James. Shout out to Carrie Collins. That my little brother for real. Shout out to Antron, shout out to um, Tati. You know, these two niggas, they in the video, so shit, they already shouted out. They facing <laughs> that motherfucker. Shit, shout out to my grandma. Uh, I ain't gonna see my mama name, cause my mama don't like to be on camera. But shout out to everybody in my family. Yeah, thank y'all for letting me come on here. Shout out to y'all. Real spill, man. Brando Beast, we appreciate having you on the porch with us today, gang. Already, bro. Shout out that nigga Darnell, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darnell, I forgot about him. Damn. I wish he was here. Yeah. Man, that's really like, that nigga hit me up after Danger Love, and that nigga, like, he been real to me ever since. Like, he been like an uncle to me ever since. Like, really, he been like a father to me ever since. That's real shit, man. Shout that's out that nigga, man. I mean, I came from a strong, you feel me? I'm not a weak-minded person. I mean, I might got a weak heart. I'm soft on some shit, but I'm too humble. What the fuck I need to, you feel me, get mad at you for? What the fuck I need to get disappointed? Now, there's certain shit I can get disappointed about, but what the fuck I'm getting mad for? Like, it's life. Like, shit, we only got one to live. And shit, I'm gonna live it. I'm gonna live this motherfucker grinding. Real. I'm gonna forever grind. And that's one thing. And yeah, no, kid, stay out of trouble. Put the guns down. I mean, I know I carry a gun, but fuck, that's for protection. Cause I don't know what bullets coming from. I don't know if they firing at me. I don't know if they firing towards me. I don't know if they firing around me. I don't know. It's just, I like to be well protected. So I lock myself in a box. That's yeah, real. Brando Beats, we appreciate having you on the porch, gang. All right. Oh, I know you pussy niggas hate me, wanna lay me down.